0: Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite
1: athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. And today's uh, guest expert
2: is Adam Strong. I know Adam personally, a great guy. And before we bring Adam on, I'm going to give you a little background about him. Adam is an ultra high achiever, personal productivity authority, entrepreneur, international speaker and founder of the Game Changers Experience. He currently runs three different businesses and enjoys working with business owners and entrepreneurs of small to medium sized companies. Adam is a former elite athlete that trained with Olympic and world champion Sir Mo Farah for three years. He takes the same skill set that he learned as an elite athlete to teach his clients How to Increase Profitability to Building Purpose-Led, Results-Oriented, Impactful Business. He is the author of two books, Move It or Lose It and Fit Body Fit Business, both written for business owners and teams that want their businesses to excel and accelerate faster, quicker, and more focused. Teams can achieve their full potential by maximizing health, performance, and productivity. His third book will be out in October of 2021, And he has a podcast entitled The Game Changers Experience. I love it. I had a pleasure being on recently, sharing tips and insights with business disruptors, thought leaders, and athletes, intertwining elite sport with entrepreneurship. Without further ado, we welcome Adam Strong to the show. Adam, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing fantastic, Chris, and uh, first of all, I just want to say thanks very much. I I know that your show is extremely popular, and I'm a big fan of your show, and uh, I just want to say uh, we've been friends for, well, probably going on for years now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been a good four or five years, yes, absolutely, been a while. Easily, easily, 100% absolutely so uh just want to say uh thank you very much for what you do to uh for our entrepreneurial community and you know and and you've given so much value and serve so much without expectation because you talk about that a lot and so i just want to say thank you very much i really appreciate that absolutely well
2: thank you and i'm so happy that you're here and you know you've done you've done a great job with the game changers experience which obviously you, i mean we're going to look forward to hearing about today but you know people out there are looking to really learn how to build you know you know more scale in their business with their audience and you know there's a lot of people struggling out there and trying to find the right way or whatever might be a better way in this case not that it's a right way but maybe a better way in order to really cultivate a community uh, that will buy their services and products so when we talk about building a tribe that buys I, I like to kind of just Give, you know, give if you could give the audience from your perspective, what were some of the things that you learned and were able to make changes to, a, you know, with, you know, adapting to find a, a process that worked for you to build a tribe that buys?
0: Yeah, it's a great question to start off with. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I think probably, well, I would probably say a good 18 months ago you know, we all had to adapt, right? Uh, Maybe even sort of 15 months ago, but 18 months ago, we all had to adapt our business models, right? And so one of the things that I really, um, one of the things that I really kind of wanted to look for is I already anticipated what, what, what others wanted, like for example, when we go and work in the digital space, Chris, right? Everyone is going to be like, hey, so I'd like to get on your stage or I want this opportunity. And then it becomes ego driven. It comes from a place of it becomes like the me show. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and for me, that that is not what I'm about. Like for me, I come from a place of values rather than anything else. It, it's never about me. It's always about my audience. It's always about my prospects. And so one of the things that i um i suppose discovered over the last especially the last 18 months is the importance of building a tribe that buys and there's a big difference between tribes and communities i'll differentiate what they what it is and so you know um so for example uh, a tribe can be internally within your organization but it can also be a tribe externally so it could be um you know, out of the out of your company and out of your organization, there are two different types of ways in which you build tribes. Okay, and normally they're symbiotically aligned to your core vision, right? That's generally what it's about: your core vision and your message, which is synchronicity uh, intertwined into each other. That is essentially what is a tribe. Um, a tribe is essentially the basic fundamentals, the basic building blocks of it doesn't matter any large human effort, Chris, okay, is greater of their teams or entire companies or even superstar CEOs. It doesn't really matter. But a tribe generally is um, the uh, intention um, or, or, the, or, or the, the, the intention and desire. Um, but more importantly, it's about the output of how people work together in particular together. A tribe is typically between 20 and 150 people. Chris. Okay. Mm. They know each other so well that if you walk down fifth, Ave- fifth Avenue, for example, they know exactly they'd be able to identify. They'd be able to say, they'd be able to stop. They'd be able to say, hello, how are you doing? How's things? How's family? Like they're so in sync with each other. They, they know each other particularly well. And then if you have, so a small company, uh, a small company generally is a tribe. They know, you know, and and we look at sort of uh, bigger companies that were smaller companies beforehand that have developed tribes. We'll talk about that. And, uh, and, and if you take a large corporate, a large company, we call them tribe of tribes, because if you think about it, if you have a corporation, right? Okay. Corporation doesn't matter if they're, I don't know, uh, a eight, nine figure company, right? uh, Chris, you'll generally have different departments. You'll have your HR department, you'll have your sales department, you'll have your marketing department. All of those are generally tribes, tribes of tribes. They all kind of synchronicity, even though they work independently to each other, they all going towards the same vision. They're all going towards the same goal. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that i learned over the last 18 months is the importance of so there's there's a few Mm -hmm. things that i have learned over the last 18 months that still applies today chris okay number one is that trust is the number one currency of today 100 percent. you know Mm. um because of the lack of human connection you know listen i i love you know traveling around the world speaking to people inspiring people uh you know there's nothing better than to have this human connection chris right however obviously with everything that's been going on right now that's not possible so then you've got to think to yourself well what is what is the fastest way in which i can then build trust with my 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 prospects with my uh internally with my building a culture of tri- a tribal culture if you like um what is the best way to do that? So that's the first thing is, is to build the trust. You've got to learn to do that. Secondly, um, if you don't build the trust, then you have what I call the lack of of credibility. Um, without credibility, you have no authority. Without no authority, you have no relationship. And without relationship, you have no sales and you have no business. It's all interdependent. You've got to learn to build that trust. It's so important. Um so that's the first part. Secondly, one thing that I've also learned is the importance of putting parking your ego and thinking about what exactly is going in the minds of your prospects. Like for me, I really kind of put sat myself down and, and thought to myself, I was in this position of struggle, insecurity, stress, anxiety, all of those things that, you know, are, are generally very negative. How would I feel? What would, I, what would my actions be? Yeah. What would be, be my behavior? What would be my habits? How would I think? How would I feel? What would my emotions be? And so what is it that I need? Well, I need safety. I need security, right? I need... Um, I need to feel um, empowered and inspired, okay? And I need to feel like I'm not alone, Chris, okay? And the only way that you can really do that is, and I and I use this word a lot, right? The word together, okay? So if you're going through, it doesn't matter if you're in America, if you're, you're in Canada, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you symbiotically come together together, um, and in towards a common goal, then you're going to get there a lot faster and a lot quicker um, You know because entrepreneurship is lonely 100% ultra- it doesn't matter if you're a Superstar CEO running a eight-figure company. I don't care um, But entrepreneurship is lonely. Okay, and so you've got to learn to learn in- You've got to learn to lean into a tribe that is number one is incompetence with your personal values Um, and they match your personal values, but number two, it has an interest in you and, and, and you have an interest in it. Does that make sense? Um, Absolutely. And so one of the things that we did in our company is, you know, we obviously created our first virtual conference, like completely completely out of the blue like i have zero experience when it comes to virtual conferences chris zero especially when it comes to the technical side of stuff right um well i'll second that i can't do it i am not a
2: technical <laughs> person by any means
0: <laughs> you tell me that absolutely but the one thing that i learned right is that if you've got a big vision okay all they are is is just small small challenges right and and you know we talk about i i talk about the fact that you know you you know if you don't know how to do something, then you then you just do it and, and just make you're going to make mistakes along the way. Right. So when we built our first virtual conference, I had to first come up with a plan. I had to come up with a vision, a vision that was so compelling that so many people loved the idea. And this is the reasons why. I ended up connecting with so many influencers that bought into the idea and, and thought, wow, this is amazing. Like what you're creating is not only empowering, but it's going to help the world. And so that's what we did. We create the virtual conference. It was, <laughs> it was back in March of last year, believe it or not, Chris. Um, and, um, I came up with a plan and we had, I believe it was six full-time staff working on it. Um, we gave everything for free literally everything for free all of the content um it was a a 31 day virtual summit and uh oh and i forgot to mention i i had a a newborn baby in between this as well so whatever you're doing if you ever plan a virtual conference or a virtual summit don't have a newborn baby at the same time it's really not pretty um (laughs) <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so that you know, so in seven from idea to execution in seven weeks, thirty-one speakers over thirty-one days, from the likes of some of your guests like Jack Hanfield uh, from Chicken Soup from the Soul, uh, Doctor John D. Martini, Sharon Lecter, all of the guys in the personal development world, they all want to support my cause, but more importantly, we collaborated, and I and again, this is the third part: collaboration. We all need to work in collaboration uh, if we're going to, you know, move forwards with life. OK, so this is where I really discovered where tribes were so important, because what happened is that I had so many people uh, being part of that journey, part of that summit, that virtual summit. We called it the Game Changers Summit, Chris. Uh, and you would have seen. I remember that. The mo- Yeah, you remember that right we had like the branding was humongous um and it was it was such hard work like literally hard work it was like um i I remember the first time we did this i think we did like i I recorded like 60 hours 60 hours in less than two weeks of like back-to-back episodes uh it was crazy it was all pre-recorded because it was kind of we needed to be be pre-recorded anyway but We then created a tribe of people like some people were just when they when they came to the session, they just wanted to listen to one speaker. That was fine. That wasn't those weren't the types of people that we wanted to attract. What we wanted to do is my big thing is all about longevity. How can I create something, deliver something which is not based on my agenda? It's based on what people's needs are. Okay, and what what can you then do, Chris, um, to then? Um, how can you then, uh, get them to understand that actually, you know what, we're just in the same boat as you guys, right? We're just, we're just here to help. We're just, we're just here to serve you and and get and add value to you. And this is how I created this tribe of people. We started having these followers and they're like, oh my God, this, the value that we're getting here is so amazing. Like literally off the charts, you wouldn't be able to get access to any of these speakers for a million years, you'd have to spend about three million. It would cost us about nine million pounds or about $40 million. Uh, and to get people all in the same room would just be physically impossible. But to do it in the virtual world, it's a different ball game, Chris. And so one of the things that we did is, you know, we, we create this tribe of people, they were like, Hey, so I want more, right? We want more. <laughs> I, I want more. I, I, I love this. I love the learning. I love the growing. Right. And, and, and you get this energy, right? You get this energy and, uh, and people become inspired by that. And, um, you know, and that's how, where it all started from. And, and again, this is, you know, we've moved on to the game changers experience, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, and people just loved it, literally from content to content to content. And for me, yes, content is king, but more importantly, it's more articulated in a way that your message is even key uh, because if it's about you, then it becomes a place of ego. I've never been a place from place of ego. I've always been a place of value and serving. So I hope that kind of gives some context.
2: No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so when we talk about the, you know, uh, you know, we have a few minutes to the break. Um, and I love the fact that that you talked about it. You know, this isn't like you no know, like hundreds of thousands or fifty thousand. We're talking about twenty to one hundred and fifty people, but it's in that tribe that you know you that a business can do extremely extremely well. And I love the fact what you talked about. Trust is your is going to be the, the 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 capital that's going to help grow your business because without that trust, people are not going to align with what you do until you are given them a reason why and that try, and that building that tribe and that trust really that offers value, create, you know, establishes that trust. I, I loved what you shared about that. What would you like, you know, we have a, we have about, uh, you know, about a, about a minute and a half before the break. What would you sum up Adam before we go into the second segment that you would say, where would be the first place someone can start? And we can elaborate on, on that further too, when we come back, to start looking at building a tribe, you know, that they can now, you know, input their, their business. So it's not about their business in itself. It's about, you know, the value that, that you're giving through that tribe and then how the business can play a part to help them further.
0: Yeah, so I think for, from my perspective, uh, if you want to start looking at building a tribe yourself, you've got to learn to um, think to yourself, well, how do I want my tribe to feel? Okay. Because tribes are about emotions and feelings. Okay. It's about the intricacy. It's about the DNA. It's about, you know, um, it's about what's on the inside rather than thinking, okay, well, how do I, you know, there's so many entrepreneurs and business owners they always talk about the same thing, which is how do I do this? How do I do that? What is the strategy? What did you do this? What did you do that? That's not what you should be asking. What you should be thinking to yourself is why am, why do I want to build a tribe? Why is it important to me? Why is it important to my audience? Do they really care? You know, so those are the key questions you have to ask yourself. Um, So that's the first thing. Secondly is you've got to make sure that you've got some sort of key message, Chris, if you build a tribe, you've got to have a key message and that, key message has got to be able to resonate yeah. with your tribe if they don't believe in your message if they don't believe in what you're saying to them then guess what? It's going to fall on death is it's just not going to work and so it's got to be compelling enough that they t- that they that they become uh fans of you and they become part of your tribe and they follow your footsteps and regardless of whatever it is that you have to sell them for example or whatever it is they'll buy regardless whatever it is right Uh, because they believe in you they believe in what you have to say and what you have to offer the world it's not about anything else um, other than that so does that answer your question
2: that, that definitely answers the question. No doubt about it. And uh, that was a great explanation what you shared there. So this is uh, again, this is great information and I, and I, we're gonna get into more of what you know what you're gonna share here when we come back after the break. Again, those that are just joining us, uh, we're talking with Adam Strong. He is talking about build a tribe that buys. We highly encourage you that if you just joined somewhere in between the first segment to to listen to the show in its entirety here later today at the voice American influencers channel, we got more to come with Adam again, build a tribe that buys and we're just getting started. We'll be right back after the break.
1: Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
2: Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we are talking about Build a Tribe That Buys. We're here with Adam Strong and talking about how important it is to build a tribe that adds value to then create a community that will empower people through trust, to buy why you do what you do. So it, it's uh, we had a wealth of information that Adam shared. Again, you can listen to this uh, in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influencers Channel, also at our Sustainable Success Facebook page. So Adam, you know, let's talk about, like we, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the importance of a, having a tribe, but why is this so important for building a brand and a business simultaneously? I think a lot of times people just don't connect the dots but this is like why is this so instrumental in building that brand and business simultaneously and if you like to use any examples or case studies that would be wonderful
0: sure absolutely 100 percent. well it's a great question and i think for me now tribes are essentially uh they're a community of what i call die hard fans they're brand individualists. In- inv- they are activists. They are ambassadors. Uh, they're the one thing um, that, that that holds them together, which is essentially you. You as in your personal brand. You they buy you, they bought into you, into your thought process, into your leadership, uh, into your message. That's what they buy into. And the question is, is, you know, what marketeer, entrepreneur, business owner would want a small army of brand. Product loving fans willing to market your brand completely for free. I mean, who doesn't want that, Chris? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, so you know, it's interesting. Um, I think the other thing that you need to sort of—I'm going to short share a, an example actually—and and one of the very first books that I um, that I read uh, when was this. I mean, we're going back sort of 10-plus years, more than that, actually. Uh, a book which is still to this day that I rave about, which is called The Book of Happiness by Tony Heisen, uh, who passed away, unfortunately. But he was the former CEO of Zappos, who's the online shoe Oh, yes, yeah, Tony Say. Oh, I love Yeah, What a wonderful S- guy, man. Such a, such a great guy. Now, when you think of Zappos um, – there's probably going to be some emotions. There's probably going to be some memories, uh, especially if you bought products from Zappos, there's probably going to be an experience that you kind of think about when it comes to Zappos. Have you ever ordered anything from Zappos, by the way, Chris? Uh, I have not personally, but I know people have, and I actually use Tony, say,
2: as a tr- as a trusted advisor in several of my discussions on on influence. So he is he's one of my guys yeah. I use as a case study. So I...
0: You fire away on this because I, I love to hear about this. <laughs> well, so 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 the so the so when Tony first acquired Zappos, it obviously wasn't called Zappos. It it came much later on, but Tony essentially was. Let um, me just give you a bit of a background. But essentially, he was a whiz kid. He he created a marketing and advertising and sold that piece of software, sold that business to Microsoft, and basically he could have used that money to basically retire on a beach and live happily ever after but really that wasn't what he was about he wanted to do other things with his life and wanted to contribute and uh and so he went into uh the shoe of the online shoe retail business um, now if you know the online shoe retail business it's extremely competitive um, he had zero experience in building e-commerce sites um in and around uh, especially around shoes and retail, had zero experience. But what Tony did have is he had this, um, he, ha- he-, he had this, uh, I'm not going to call it strength, but he had this, um, I suppose, what's the word I'm looking for? Ability to be able to uh, take a company and be able to scale it up in very short amount of time. And what he did is he wanted to create something. He had to create a business, which essentially was different from all the competitors. And so he had to create this unique selling proposition or USP as, as you might know it. And one of the big things that he wanted to do is in order to really stand out from the crowd is that he wanted to create a culture, which was all based around creating the power of wow, or the experience of wow. Now, When you think of wow, Chris, uh, whether it be, I don't know, when you think of a wow experience, what comes to mind? So when I
2: think of a wow experience, I always say that it's got to start from the inside out. So, you know, that has to be reflected with the team members and how they communicate effectively, active listening, effective communication, specific, clear and concise, not based on assumption, speculation, interdependency versus codependency. And when yep. you're when you're engaging people, you know, you know, creating that type of an environment, whether if it's you know, you know, people there or even you know, even if they can't see you, but creating that energy, it just allows for that engagement. And then when you can engage people, it's more than just shoes here in this case. It's really about you know the experience, like what you know values and what's really important in these women's lives and the people yep. that are. You know, purchasing these products. So it's creating an experience that you know that it's more than just the commodity or the shoes itself. It's really the experience, the relationship, those values, and really helping people to to really maximize that in their
0: lives. Absolutely, and and you're and you hit the nail on the head. And and so, you know. If you've ever experienced um, that you guys that are listening in, if you've ever experienced wow, you might have uh, maybe gone to a really nice restaurant or you've also might have gone to a hotel or you might have gone to Disney World or whatever it might be. But you might have had this. You've probably experienced some sort of wow in your life. So he needed to create something which was completely off the charts. He knew that online, especially established online shoe retailers, is that he knew that they had an edge over the market. Okay, they were extremely good. They had a brand they had, you know, they were always number one on Google. And uh, and so they were always, you know, they were marketing geniuses. And when you are first starting out in the market, it's really hard to really create an establishment of really kind of cutting through the noise. So what he decided to do is he wanted to create this culture of wow. And I'm going to kind of briefly explain what I mean by that. He wanted to create what I call an internal tribe. And his values was all about creating happiness internally, right? So his philosophy was, if I look after my employees, they'll look after my customers. And if my customers are happy, then my, my, my shareholders are going to be happy. Now, this was completely unheard of. And so when I'm talking about, wow, if I called up Zappos, right? Okay. And I, even if I didn't want to have shoes, they didn't have this, uh, what most companies do, where you'd I don't know maybe have like you'd, you 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 need to answer so many calls in in say an hour for example, right? They didn't have those types of rules. Those were thrown out the window. In fact, they'd have customers on the line for like eight hours, and believe it or not, even though some of them, you know, maybe they ordered shoes or not, they bring up and say, hey, so um, how do I do this? How do, it was like kind of, a, I suppose, a, an, an internal Google, if you like, and they would go above and beyond about really kind of giving this wow experience, even though it wasn't even applicable to their business and about shoes. One of the other um, wow factors for Zappos is that every time you ordered shoes from them is they gave you a free pair of flip-flops. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, why flip-flops? Well, at the end of the day, you know, they'd have um, again. It's a, it, it was unexpected. It created this kind of like, oh wow! I, I mean, you guys are giving me free gifts. They'd have customers calling up saying, "Hey, I've just got this like pair of flip flops by mistake. Do you want do you want me to send them back?" And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. This is a free gift. This is what we do. This is what we want to create. We want to create this wow factor for you guys." And so, you know, they in fact there's some great videos on Zappos. Um, on youtube and they have this like and their values was all around weird fun and quirky right that was what their that was what the internal culture was built around but they 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 attracted these internal tribe of people and because they were so happy and free and fun um, it made happy free and fun customers and therefore their profits just absolutely went through (laughs) the roof um and it was just a great and, and and if you want to learn more about Zappos, by the way, it's the Book of Happiness. Um, it's a small book. You can buy it on Amazon.com for about 10 bucks or thereabouts. So that is one example of creating. Yeah, that,
2: uh, that was a great example, Adam, what you shared. Because it was not just the company, but the people. It was the visionary with, with Tony and the people yep. that, you know, where they they just were connected. You know, they not that they all had, had the same values or the same you know ideas but yet they they could come together based on shared values and do what was best for the culture of the organization and what was best for their their customers you like you said to create that wow experience which you illustrated absolutely.
0: so well absolutely 100% and the other thing that the other case study or another example that I want to share with your listeners is is red bull now red bull you're probably thinking yourself oh yeah that's that sugary drink that apparently gives you wings or not uh <laughs> it's an energy drink um <laughs> but um in, in fairness you know if you take the whole kind of sugary drink aspect out of it when you think of Red Bull, there are probably going to be emotions and memories which are attached to that. You know, Red Bull is much more than just selling cans of energy drinks, sugary cans of energy drink. They're about adventure. They're thinking about uh, the Red Bull. I don't know if you've seen this, Chris, but they have Red Bull um Uh, what do you call it competitions where they have like flights and sort of aerodynamics in, in sort of the air. So they put on these amazing events, mountain biking rallies and stuff like that. And what they're doing is they're building a tribe of people that, have similar interests and similar um, hobbies and adventure those are the types of people that they're trying to attract yeah and so regardless of what what they're you know if you've got someone that is interested in, in mountain climbing or, or mountain biking or whatever it is all of the activities that red bull do those are the types of tribes of people that they're attracting. does that make sense total totally makes sense absolutely yeah so those are two examples. You've got the internal aspect of building a tribe, and then you've got the external aspect of building a tribe. Now, when it comes to entrepreneurship, right, and it comes to business, um, I believe that one of the things that uh, uh, some of the problems that entrepreneurs face is number one is that number one is that the conventional ways of business doesn't work anymore, right? What do I mean by that? So especially if your business dependent on face to face. Uh, connection uh if it faced especially in the service-driven industry by the way um you know the conventional ways of doing business doesn't work anymore you have to be adaptable. you have to be learn to be nimble right so that's the first thing Secondly which I think is super important uh, is that most are waiting for normality return or whatever that looks like right um, and so if you're waiting for normality to return you're gonna be waiting a very long time and you're gonna have you're gonna need very deep pockets because at the end of the day if you build a tribe okay it's gonna be far much quicker to build a tribe than it is to just wait around procrastinating waiting for normality to return that is one of the biggest mistakes that you're gonna face. Um, the third one uh, is that a lot of people actually aren't ready for the digital age, Chris. We've gone through – it's because they lack confidence and they lack clarity in their business. Um, but in hindsight, um, we've been forced to um, adapt or adopt the digital age. And so those are the I, – I I would say to me those are the three biggest problems that a lot of our entrepreneurs and our business community face right now. Um, so I just kind of wanted to – Uh, touch base on that and one of the things that i have uh identified as some of the most common mistakes that a lot of people make especially when it comes to not just building tribes but just in business in general is that some believe or i'd say in fact most believe in especially in the service-driven industry if you're a consultant management consultant attorney whatever it might be is that most believe that, that they can't afford the product or service or solution anymore right they have that mindset um but actually, most people, it's not about price, it's about value, Chris. You know, if you build this tribe, it doesn't matter how much it costs, they'll buy it. Does that make sense? Makes sense, <laughs> exactly. And, and, so we work in, uh, you know and, and and i and i teach this to all my clients all the time chris you either work it, you either compete in the in the in the price wars or you compete in the value game it's entirely up to you personally i i compete in the value game Same here. that's just the way i work yeah uh, um so that's in, important um the other common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners face is that most think that by creating an online course or creating a sales funnel is going to fix most people's financial worries it isn't trust me it really isn't building a tribe is a much faster and quicker way and a more congruent way to be able to do something rather than just assuming that your clients and your prospects want a particular i don't know online course or whatever it might be um, you'll be surprised that actually that's far from the truth okay really really important the last thing for me is most have a very unfocused marketing message you have got to make sure that you're really honed down on that marketing message. Because if you have a marketing message that they resonate with your key target audience, then again, you're going to build your tribe much faster and quicker. And it's so important to be able to do that. So I hope that answers kind of it's, it's a bit like, oh, yeah, absolutely. But I hope that kind of no, you long-winded.
2: illustrated that so well. And it's so true. Like, I always hear, like, all the time, oh, I'm coming out with an online course. And I'm like, oh, that's great. But who's your audience? Well, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm targeting these people, but it could be this, these people. I said, do you have, do you have a Facebook group? Do you have a LinkedIn group? Do you have a podcast? No. Well, who's your audience? I mean, do you do you know who these? Let's say if they were CPAs, do you have do you know who these CPAs are? Do you know where? Well, I don't know exactly where they are, but but say like you said, they're putting the cart before the horse, and you yep. just nailed it. And when you talked about that, if you don't have a tribe and you have built that trust, it's gonna be very difficult with funnels and online courses, like that's gonna be the answer. And, and it won't. So Adam, we got about 30 seconds to the, the break here. The, and, and I just wanted to see if you just had any, like a final comment for, you know, 20 seconds that you'd like to share before we head into the break.
0: I think for me, it's all about, you know, if you create a warm market, it's much easier to create a warm market than it is to sell to a cold market at the end of the day. yeah. So by building a tribe, you build that warm market, you build those trust and relationships that you so need. So that's kind of my thoughts. Absolutely. Well, everybody, we got more to come here
2: with, with Adam Strong, building a tribe that buys. This is so important. hope that you're taking notes and that you uh, can, again, listen to the show in its entirety here later today on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We got to go to break, but we'll be right back. We got more to come from Adam.
1: What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, Now, back to sustainable success.
2: Well, welcome back. We're talking about building a tribe that buys. Our show is being brought to you today by MyAlumni Direct. Again, a social media community platform designed to bring together alumni from different generational types together, uh, meet new people, uh, meet people that you haven't seen before, perhaps meet your next business partner, and or perhaps land your next job. Yeah, and this is an affinity-based program as well. They'll always provide a wealth of services and different things to help you in your business, in your personal life. Check them out at direct.com. So, Adam, we had left off. You have just given so many golden nuggets here about for, you know, small businesses and how they, by building a tribe, that this could help them to grow their business and and, and, and develop a cycle that people are going to continue to buy, share refer people, and so on. Can you talk about the five steps, key steps that they can take to develop a tribe? And so that way they can focus on what's
0: compelling to their audience. Absolutely, 100%. Well, as you've mentioned, there are five key elements when it comes to building a tribe. And it doesn't matter what business you're in, doesn't matter if you're the product business or you're a service-driven business, you need to apply these principles um, down to the T if you want to build a tribe, right? So let me let me give you a quick overview of, of what those five key elements look like. So the first one is a really simple one, but it's one of the most infor- important fundamentals, which is all around vision, all right? You've got to make sure that you make a compelling vision that, and, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, right? You've got to make a compelling, create a compelling vision that people buy into, right? And I use a very simple equation, right, Chris? So if you want to create a vision, it it's very simple. And you want to write this down. If you're, if you're listening to this, it's passion plus believability plus imagination minus your limiting beliefs. So let me repeat that again. It's passion, which is your enthusiasm, your energy, your believability, your imagination, so let your imagination take you, and then minus your limiting beliefs. It's so important because if you use that equation, then you're going to create a very powerful vision. Like for me, uh, I was going to say, I, I've been very lucky, especially from a very young age, to be able to use what they call self-imagery and um, I suppose in a way it's visionary work to be able to take my place into the future Right, Chris, and being able to for me, I I can already see what is about to happen down the line without it actually happening. I've got this knack. I've got this strength to be able to, you know, I suppose I suppose you could call me a visionary or whatever you want to call it, but you've got to learn to put yourself into the future. That's what you guys have got to do. So you've got to create this vision, and when you create this vision, you've then got to, <laughs> you've then got to, you know, uh, take that out into the big wide world, and don't be afraid of keeping it close to your chest, Chris. Because if you keep it close to your chest, again, it's like, well, what's the point in that, right? What what yeah. what are you what are you scared of? Do you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. for me. Like for me, I'm going to quickly share with you really, 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 really big. And I go through, it's interesting. So when I create a vision, go into an environment which gives you calm, relaxation and puts you in a place where you can actually think clearly. So for me, I love being near the water, near the ocean, stuff like that. When I have a vision, I immediately write it down. I'm like, holy moly, like I need to, exercise on this i need to execute straight away um and i've over the years i've had numerous visions and most of the time when i when i really take action on that vision chris right like literally and we talk about you know jack jack canfield talks about this a lot manifestation and the universe then rewards you you know it's like wow these things are beginning to come true and you're like how did that happen right (laughs) how did that happen and, and you kind of, and then you kind of think to yourself, well, is, is this just like deja vu? It's like, I, I really lived this and I can't believe it's coming true, right? Um, but, you know, it's interesting. It's really important. So that's the first thing. The second one is collaboration. So, again, uh, collaboration is so underestimated in the digital age, Um I know that there are clients, uh, some of my clients and some of, some of my clients are listening in right now. They know the importance of collaboration. We work in symbiotic to each other uh, to work towards a common goal. Okay, So it's important that you learn to collaborate with, uh, like for me, especially over the last 18 months, I've been very fortunate to be able to collaborate with like huge influencers, d- business disruptors, some of the biggest thought leaders in the world And it's not because i'm special chris right it's not because oh it's because i have the knack it's because i have this vision i sell that vision i give value first i serve them i put i I put myself in their shoes and then i then they come to me and say how can i help you how can i serve you i let them you someone has to go first chris in collaboration absolutely And so if you don't, you have, if you want to work with someone, whether it be an influencer, business disruptor, whatever it is, okay, you have to, you have, someone has to go first. Someone has to take the lead. If you don't take the lead, then guess what? The answer will always be no. And then you scratch your head and you think, I don't get it. Why didn't it work out? Purely because you need to take personal responsibility in order to facilitate collaboration. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. So, so that is my uh, second Point in, in terms of that. The third one is being able to create an identity. If you want to build a tribe, you have to create an internal identity. I go back to, uh, I go back to um, Zappos. You know, I go back to Red Bull. They're two huge identities. Think about some of the words. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about Red Bull and Zappos, you're thinking about their identity. You're thinking about what they. What do they mean to you, right? So Disney, it means memories. And you know we go down sort of the branding route. But it's about creating that identity. So for me, I wanted to create a tribe of game changers, right? That are not only that they're purpose-led, but more importantly, they want to create massive impact in the world. It's never about them as people. It's never about their ego. It's always about what can I do for others? Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And so if you come from that place, like I literally only work with those types of entrepreneurial, um, businesses that want to develop that purpose. They, 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 it's much more that they, it's not about money, right? It's a much more about that. It's like, we work with, with clients that, you know, they, 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 and I'm not saying that profits are not important, Chris, but I'm saying if you really understand your why, you really understand your purpose and your identity, OK, I can guarantee you profits will follow suit. I will guarantee 100 percent. And and there are some great examples of that. And uh, a really good friend of mine, actually, who, who I mentioned to him, uh, I mentioned he might be listening in. He is the CEO of, uh, of WD-40, which is Gary Ridge. Um, he, and, Gary, and, uh, and WD-40 is the lubricants company, with the yellow and blue tin. Um, so if you've got like a rusty bike chain, you might use your WD-40 or whatever it might be. But his company, because he's been the CEO for the last 23 years, <clears throat> is a great example of being able to build um, this internal and external tribe. It's not about selling their lubricants right it's about creating memories for them that is what their identity is about and that's what they're doing and they, that's just a great example wow
2: that so, was yeah go ahead keep going
0: <laughs> so 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 the fourth one is um well actually the fourth the fourth one is actually how do you then identify certain ideal members of your tribe so there are three main uh members of your tribe field recruits ambassadors and torchbearers so there are three main ones and they all they're all slightly so it we don't have time to go into detail what they are but you need to be able to create the field recruits the ambassadors and the torchbearers um happy to share uh with your listeners if they want to learn more about that but it's being able to build like the three different ones um, and how you can leverage those in inincrecy and the last one which is probably one of the most the most important which is all around cultivating and nurturing that tribe it doesn't matter if you've got a facebook tribe if you've got a an internal tribe if you don't engage with that culture that with that tribe if you don't n- nurture them if you don't encourage them if you don't know them then it's going to die it's going to fizzle out it's not going to work Right. You've got to learn to cultivate that. You've got to learn to nurture it like a baby. You know, you've got to be able to show and, and lead by lead as a leader, you know, show and show the reins because they're looking for a role model like you to take you forward. And that's what is all about. Hope that makes sense.
2: Oh, it definitely makes sense. Now, you definitely
0: I mean, great. Gave some those
2: five steps are so key and uh, yeah, we, you know, maybe on a future show, Adam, we can, you know, we can go more into length on uh, those last two steps, which I think are fabulous. And, you know, we encourage people that are listening, you know, to reach out to Adam if you'd like, you know, not only for those that fourth and fifth step, but just everything that Adam has shared here on, you know, building a tribe that buys. This is so important. We can't, you know, emphasize enough. So definitely reach out to Adam. Adam, we're coming near the end of the show. And I want to make sure that, uh, that people can, you know, reach out and get to know you. If, uh, if you can let people know what's the best way to get a c- contact with you, what you're up to, anything that you'd like to offer them.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate that kind question. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, you're very welcome to do so. I'm, on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, you can also uh, hit me up on Instagram, depending on which preferred platform that you prefer to see, or you can go to my website, which is adamstrong.com. Um, one of the things actually we've actually created for, um, we've actually launched pretty recently, I'd probably say in the last sort of five or six weeks, is that we've created a, a specific scorecard uh, for, for your listeners. And it's all about what I found, Crisp especially in business, is that we all get stuck in cycles. Businesses go in cycles. And sometimes when we get stuck in a cycle, we can be stuck there for months, if not years. And sometimes it can be really hard to get out of that cycle. I don't know if you've ever come across that, um, but I see it all the time and I've experienced it myself. And it can be extremely frustrating, um, especially if you've plateaued or you've plateaued for a number of years or months, and, and you're like, you're ready to yeah. take things to the next level, but you're not sure how. That's what we've developed. So we've developed a scorecard, um, and it's free, um, and it's basically the reason why you need to do it is at the end of it, you'll actually get a free report. It focuses on five specific areas that you need to uh, that you need to focus on in growing the business, um, and it's called the Business Scalability Scorecard. If you want to get access to that, it's called the Game Changers dot Score app. Dot com. Yeah. That's the gamechangers.scoreapp.com. dot If you go to that, it's a free, it's a, my gift to you guys. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, it's a free report. And uh, that way you can learn more yeah. about that and, and go from there.
2: Adam, thank you so much. And we encourage everyone to take advantage of that. Uh, please go to the website that we'll make sure to list that as well to take advantage of that. Reach out to Adam. Adam, we want to thank you for being here, taking time out of your busy schedule, in this case, late in the day for you, where you are in Europe with family. Uh, We want to thank you guests each and every week joining us here, the Sustainable Success Way. We will continue to bring guests like Adam in each week, sharing their words of wisdom and their insights to help you scale your business to the next level. Most importantly is taking this information and begin to apply it one step at a time.
0: Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much